Welcome to the Lake Forest Podcast, a podcast about the lovely city of Lake Forest, featuring topics like local news, sports, music, people, food, and history. My name is Pete, and I'm joined with my co-host, Lake Forest history legend, Arthur Miller. But before we get to art class, we have a sponsor for the show, Shark Guy Beach Fishing. They're the premier South Florida beach fishing experience on a longboat, Key, Florida, their world-renowned captains not only put you on the fish, but they'll help you and your family make a memory of a lifetime. Check them out on Facebook or at sharkguybeachfishing.com to schedule an outing. Shark Guy is your guy. Okay, one of the goals of the podcast is for our listeners to learn just a little bit more about Lake Forest. Well, who better to teach us about Lake Forest history than our own Lake Forest history legend, Arthur Miller? Okay, everyone, take your seats, fold your hands, and put them on top of the desk. Art class is about to begin. Hey, Art, how you been? What you got in store for us? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Oh, getting ready for Christmas season, holiday season. I know. Yeah, so um, what I thought we would do to, in that spirit is to talk some about the, the, let's say, vintage, which would be my 50 years memory Yeah. of... Um, my vintage memories of the um, pageants and school things and things that the kids did okay. um, over the years and uh, how this, I'm sure, connects back to earlier history also. Um, <clears throat> holiday things, you know, the, the originally Lake Forest centered around the schools. It was started for the schools, really. Um, they had, originally they had... Um, prep schools or high school type programs and those brought kids out from the city and so from the beginning there was Christmas music and that sort of thing <clears throat> Handel's Oratorio uh, the churches were the other center for that and had candlelight services going all the way back to the earliest times um, but <clears throat> Lake Forest is also made up of a lot of smaller communities neighborhood schools um, high school, uh, clubs, um, organizations. Um, so these things all come together that you've mentioned and <clears throat> the um, Christmas tree lighting, which sort of kicks off the season. And when I say kick off, you're telling me that I, I didn't go. It's too cold. I, I didn't go. <laughs> so, um, but you said they had like the Rockettes. Well, they, they had the dance group up there, and I, I managed to put my phone up there and record it, and I'll put that in the uh, show here to, to share with everybody. Yeah, it was great. They did a great job. Because there's a link up between now, of course, so much about national um, events because of just the, the, the ubiquity of mass media and things like that. <clears throat> the... Um, and contributing to that, of course, was um, for the local scene was uh, John Hughes with Home Alone, Home Alone 2. And we think of those as, you know, kind of vintage movies. Those yeah. are the Charles Dickens for my grandkids' generation, you know. <laughs> that, right. No, they have memorized Home Alone's, all the, the dialogue, you know. They can, they know every 
every, you know, like the, every pause, everything, when the mom stops and says, Kevin, you know, they all say, <laughs> keep, so, keep, keep the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they know, yeah, they do all that. They know that. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it several times. I haven't bothered to memorize it, okay. but they the bother to memorize it. They watch it over and over and over again. It's part of the culture. It's more, it's more than the Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol, a lot of us remember that, but it's it's you know, for mass media, reading a story is not the same as seeing home alone right. sliding down the stairs in the ice and everything. Um, so our local situation is that we have all these different little communities, different church groups. Uh, St. Mary's has got their programs. The Episcopals have their programs. The Presbyterians have their programs. Um, all the churches do some kind of a pageant um, involving the little kids, involving somebody's baby, involving choirs, different kinds of choirs, um, and organ music and, and just other kinds of, uh, like, at, like at the Presbyterian Church, it's always lots of trumpets from the balcony and everything like that. So we just we have a whole bunch of formal to informal kinds of programs. The school programs, of course, are great. Everybody goes to see their kid in the pageant at school for the holiday, singing the songs, having a little solo, maybe. Right, right, uh, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the boys acting out a little bit, you know, in the on the sidelines, um, or you know, not exactly following everything that's going on with the how the women are easily. Young ladies are easily singing and all. Right, 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 right. Boys are maybe a little bit less involved. Don't, in don't know anything about those types. No, no, no. <laughs> a little less engaged. But you have the, you know, the families are all there. Everybody's applauding. Um, it's pretty exciting. And it is the quintessential holiday season. Um, the and there are various kinds of communities that, that do this. I mean, clubs obviously have their own elaborate situations. Now that I'm new at Lake Forest Place, and last year I was here, but there was no, everybody was locked in their room kind of, you know. Yeah. It was sort of um, a movie about Alcatraz or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but now... It's uh, this year it was it was open. And so we had a big tree lighting ceremony here. We had music. Um, we had people in costumes and all dressed up. So, um, you know, everybody, everybody somehow in whatever group they're in, neighborhood groups um, who go caroling, church groups that go caroling. We have these ways of getting together with with ours to make those kind of um um together statements uh, share yeah. cook um everybody has to bake cookies husbands have to decorate cookies it it goes on and on right oh really you don't decorate cookies no i eat i just eat them decorate them with my them. my okay, teeth well. <laughs> 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 some of us get promoted to actually helping to decorate them yeah um, they are the husbands are wouldn't be as uh neat as maybe the wives ones would be yeah, but they're yeah, still yeah. There. so uh it's all part of the preparations um putting stuff up for the holidays varies it's um accelerated 
while I've lived in Lake Forest for 49 years. Um, in, I would say early in the, in the 70s, everybody was conserving power and trying to not overuse oil or, you know. Oh, it's, it's, getting, that. it's getting back that way, Art. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the lights were kind of, you know, subdued. There wasn't that much going on. It has grown a lot. Um, some places, um, it's, it can be overpowering. Uh, not so much in Lake Forest. It's usually fairly tasteful, you know, um, not too heavily done. But, you know, some places, yeah. And what's funny is to see where somebody has just gone overboard. And all the neighbors, you can tell, are just sort of like, ooh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so you decorate a lot at your house? You uh, the wife, the, my wife does. It was up. If it was up to me, I would have either a fake green tree with the lights already wired into it. So I just take it out of the box and plug it in <laughs> or I get one of those aluminum uh, trees. Uh, yeah. They're, well, that's a period piece. Or, uh, or a festival, a festivus aluminum pole is very popular oh, wow. from sign from Seinfeld. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. And there's variations on that. There's, they're selling them now, you know. <laughs> God bless America. <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, there's probably a few Hanukkah bushes in Lake Forest, you know, who knows. Right. But, um, going on with it, with the whole season. Uh, different people have different approaches to that. So um, I heard I heard a song about. Uh, something about Shiksa baby you know somebody was singing a song about having a merry christmas with their goy girlfriend ever Shiksa baby okay i gotta look that up art Shiksa baby we got um, any so, listeners that know anything about that please come on the show so it's fun to have you know a, a range of different things that people like to hear right, um, right you hear all kinds of people's playlists you know spotify and Apple Music and everything is rolling with everybody's particular favorite things, you know. So that's, um, it's amazing how this has been integrated into our more homemade local things. And of course, that was, um, that goes back to the 18, the late 1890s, but mostly early 20, the first decade of the 20th century. People got, um, shall I say, retro interested in, as the movies came out. A lot of people objected to the movies and went back to, and, and insisted on doing their own um, entertainment. So that's when little theaters got started, community playhouses. Um, people were saying, you know, we should do our own entertainment, not have something canned from outside that maybe we don't really relate to or whatever, but that uh, it was an anti progressive or anti-technology it was anti-technology is what it was basically so there was there was there were amateur theaters two or three different amateur theaters in lake forest 1910 1915 there were um certainly there were people writing plays they were writing literature here they were doing stuff like that so they were taking taking it against the the talkie or the the, the early the the pre-sound pictures they were um, injecting something else. So at Christmas time, they would have objected to a whole bunch of, you know, the kind of standard 
Santa Claus, department store stuff. However, it was Lake Forester's um, who had a big role in creating the Walnut Room down at the um, uh, Marshall Fields, which became Macy's. Oh, really? You've ever been, been to the Wal Walnut Room at Christmas time? Uh, my, my wife... Huge tree. My, my wife told me all, all about it, uh, but I, I didn't know Lake Foresters had something to do with that. Well, it was, it was designed by John um, Shedd, and he was the parents of uh, Mrs. Reed and Mrs. Schweppe. And they're the women who, who built on the lake and then gave um, the money for the Lake Forest Library. Um, <clears throat> then the, the architect that worked with them to design that was Edward Bennett. And Edward Bennett lived um, on, the on the southwest corner of Deer Path and Green Bay Road. Go by his house all the time. It's got the big stone, got a big gray, not gray, but a tan colored and brick wall around it. Um, very formal looking house. Yeah. And um, he was the guy who worked on the plan of Chicago with Daniel Burnham, but he was, before they did the plan of Chicago, he um, was called back from San Francisco by Burnham. And before they got rolling, he was working with uh, Shed to create the Walnut Room downtown. So that was what that tradition, which is, um, gone on for families for probably, you know, a hundred years or so is um, basically starts out as a Lake Forest phenomenon. It was obviously a marketing thing to have a big tree there, but it was um, just as well um, a big centralizing tradition that everybody went around. They went and looked at the windows at Marshall Fields, which were hugely done. And um, Shed died in like 1928 or 29. And um, they kept going in the same mode. The Simpson family later that lived in Chicago, that lived in Lake Forest, uh, still members of a do live in Lake Forest. Simpson was the next president. Uh, basically, Marshall Fields was run from Lake Forest um, <laughs> by different leadership families, you know. Now, Marshall Field himself didn't live up here. Uh, in Lake Bluff, his nephew, uh, Stanley Field, had a great big place on the lake. Um, so they were part of the Unwensia community, you know, the bigger estate community. But um, he wasn't, it was, he was earlier than that. I think he belonged to Midlothian Country Club, which was south. Um, and a lot of people were there. They later switched up here to Unwensia as it got bigger. But um, that basically Marshall, Marshall Fields' 20th century existence is the story of Lake Forest leadership into the 70s when it was sold. They sold off the whole company. Um, and the direct, many of the directors lived here and everything like that. Um, so they sold it off, you know, favorably for the people who were the owners, but not so favorably for those of us who like to shop there. Kind of went it sort of slid slowly downhill. Um, doesn't mean that there is, well, that I should, I should clarify that. They had very expensive brands at Marshall Fields, even in Lake Forest at Christmas time. And everybody shopped there at Christmas time while there was a Marshall Fields store up to 2005. And um, the perfume corner was superb, lots of other gifts and everything. So people really patronized it, especially in the holiday season. Um, and 
that kept up right even after it was bought over by the other companies, but they kept the name and they kept the lines, not just the name, but they kept the better brands of, um, of products. When it went to Macy's, Macy's wanted to make it more of a broadly um, appealing store to a wider demographic um, in 2005. I think they, um, they were following the demography and not the economics because the money, of course, stayed with the smaller group. Um, I think they missed the boat on that. The money, the people who have most of the money are the smaller um, entrepreneurial, multi-generational families and that sort of thing that shopped at Marshall Fields. And they, by getting rid of some of the, big, the good brands that they were famous for, they, um, they lost that market. Uh, those folks had to go to other kinds of places. Um, people here might shop down at uh, Old Orchard or something, uh, make a point of going to different stores than they did <clears throat> back in the old days. So Marshall Fields had covered a lot of territory um, and it's still, and the Macy's still has all kinds of good stuff, but it isn't as elite it doesn't have the elite expensive stuff, designer things that they had before. Um, so that made a difference. So our local traditions involved all of that. Um, there still is a Macy's presence in Market Square because of the, um, the little cosmetic shop that's in the same old building there, um, I think it is. So, and people still shop all over in, in downtown Lake Bluff or Lake Forest, um, certainly. And we make a point of doing that. The bookstore booms, the toy store booms. Um, everybody hits all these places, the kittles, etc. So, um, and most of them have been well stocked this year. Uh, those are part of the traditions, and it starts out with the tree lighting, goes to the school programs that are coming up or have been um, college programs and uh, private school programs like Woodlands, uh, that sort of thing. So um, Christmas here is much like the rest of America. It is modernized with little kids now seeing, I mean, we have to think of John Hughes as now the Charles Dickens of, of the 21st century kids generation, you know? Right. Um, and those people are immortalized, you know? It's, it's not the wonderful life even, it's John Hughes, so. <laughs> Uh, that's not necessarily bad. Things just change. No. And um, the kids, you know, who get a little bit sometimes pushed aside during all the parties and everything for the adults, sort of, and even forgotten, like little, uh, what's his name, uh, does. Um, they can understand, they get a little, they can identify a little bit with the kid who's not a right. primary character in creating Christmas. So. Little, little, little Macaulay. Now his brothers, yeah. his brother's doing pretty well in HBO and a show called Succession. I think he's oh, going to be more famous than uh, Macaulay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Great. Sure. So who knows? I don't, I don't think that's a uh, Christmas show, but. Uh... No, no, no. But I mean, um, but the, these Christmas shows, and there's one channel that my grandkids watch some kind of free form or something like that, that has 25 days of Christmas that has different movies every night of these Christmas movies. And of course the kids just memorize them. Yeah. 
Um, now, my, my grandkids are not supposed to spend a lot of time on the TV, Ooh. but if, no, but they still manage. <laughs> they have to prioritize something. They prioritize those Christmas movies. So that's, that's been true since the early 50s, um, but it's much bigger now than it ever was before, you know, it's grander. So, um, but still with the base of it and the, the anti-mass media thing of it is the local school church organization, um, tree lightings and Christmas Day, Christmas Eve and earlier pageants and and concerts yeah well, well art art thanks for making us just a little bit smarter about lake forest history well my pleasure i hope and i'd love to hear other people's stories if they wanted to be in touch with us about oh this. yeah hey to be <laughs> a guest all you got to do is email pete at lakeforestpodcast.com yep. art th- th- thanks again for uh coming on the show thank you thanks very much Thanks for listening to the Lake Forest Podcast. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and smash that like button on Facebook, Instagram, and follow us on Twitter. Let us know what you like to hear about in the upcoming shows. Again, I'm Pete, and it can be reached at Pete at LakeForestPodcast.com. The link will be in the podcast notes. On behalf of my co-host, Arthur Miller, we thank you for listening, and we thank our Patreon sponsor, Shark Guy Beach Fishing. They're the premier South Florida beach fishing experience on a longboat, Key, Florida. They're world-renowned captains not only put you on the fish, but they'll help you and your family make a memory of a lifetime. Check them out on uh, Facebook or sharkguybeachfishing.com. Shark Guy is your guy. We'd also like to say thanks to our Patreon supporters, Reverend Luke Beck from the Church of the Holy Spirit. Matt A, Elizabeth B, Costa Lance. Hey, if we don't talk to you all, Merry Christmas, everybody. Domo origato, Otto. (laughs) Cue the music. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year Now bring us some figgy pudding Now bring us some figgy pudding Now bring us some figgy pudding And bring it out here The tidings we bring to you and your king We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year We all So